Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What is up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on episode 103 of the Happy Tans Podcast. I am personally proud to say that as of recently, the Happy Tans podcast has passed the 100,000 listens mark over the past uh, six years now. 2016 was the first time we started our first interview with my great friend, uh, Kelly Degenstein, followed by a ton of other amazing people. So thank you so much for all the support. Thank you so much for listening and being part of that. That just means that we've reached a ton of people and I want to reach a ton more. Make sure you share this podcast out. I never really mentioned that, but share this to anybody that could help. I don't care if they're in the sunless business or not. They could be in another business. They could be doing something else, some other type of beauty service. I think people can learn from this. It really speaks more specifically to business than to the sunless tanning industry. But anyway, that was just a side note, something I wanted to mention. And thank you for being part of. So thanks so much for that. This episode here is with Audrey Lines from Salty Beach Spray Bar in San Diego, California. She has been in the industry actually since 2013. She's had some ups, some downs. She relocated from Oregon to San Diego and actually relocated during COVID in 2020 and started her business and has grown it to a very successful business for herself there in sunny Southern California. She shares a ton of great information on how she grew her business. There's a couple of small things that she does that are actually free, just take time, but they've helped her grow her business tremendously. In fact, she says these are the only things she's ever done. Never spent a dime on advertising, and she has a business that does well, somewhere between 150 to 200 spray tans per month, which is enough for her since she is a solo artist. So make sure you listen to this. Make sure you get out a pen and a piece of paper, take some notes. Audrey, thank you so much for being a guest. Thanks so much for coming on. It's exciting to see where you are and exciting to to see what else you have in the future, obviously, with creating your own product and everything else that you're doing there with your Facebook group as well, the Glow Gang. So thank you so much for coming on, Audrey. I just want to take time to thank you for that. And as always, the Happy Tans podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans website builder, the first and the only website builder created specifically for the sunless tanning industry. Not only do the websites look beautiful, they help you get found online. They help you grow your business. These are not brochure websites that sit there and look pretty or sit there, period. They are websites that help you actually generate a, an ROI or return on investment from your website. The websites help you get ranked on Google, and that's where people find you. Every time, month after month, we see it continuously. We have clients that rank at the top in cities that get somewhere between 200 to 300 searches per month, which means they're getting in front of 200 to 300 new people every single month. How much could you benefit from that for your business? Make sure to check it out. Come to happytans.com. Click the Create Your Website button. Use the code PODCAST to get the first month for only a dollar. We have a complete done-for-you white glove service for $2.99. You can also use the coupon code for that one. Start. It'll take it from $2.99 to $1.99, and we'll completely build the website for you. We just need a little bit of information to get started. We make it as easy as possible. Our project manager, Gary, who's amazing, will take care of you, and we'll take it from there, our design team will take care of building your website for you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Come check us out, happytans.com. Click the Create Your Website button today to get started. We'd love to help you. If you have an existing website, no problem. We can help you migrate that over. Just reach out, support at happytans.com. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you so much for being part of the 100,000 plus listens that this podcast has had. 
I cannot wait to get to the next milestone, which will be 200,000. And eventually, maybe we'll get to a million. We got to get there. Thank you so much, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks uh, again, Audrey. to the Happy Tans Podcast. Tans. On today's episode, we have Audrey Lyons from Salty Beach Tan Bar in San Diego, California. How are you doing today, Audrey? Hi, Grant. I'm super good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for reaching out. I'm excited to learn more about your story just from what you've told me. There's so much to uncover. So Mm -hmm. for those that don't know of you or your business, I just want to open up the floor for a second. Give us a little bit of your backstory, you know, how how long you've been in the industry, how you got into it and kind of lead us up to where you are today. Okay. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here. Um, So this is a lot of information <laughs> that, we, that I have to give. Go for um, it. But I've been spray tanning since 2013. So right the year after I graduated high school, um, I actually found a used spray tan gun on Facebook Marketplace that a lady was selling and bought it and actually started my business that same day, having never done a spray tan um, oh. in my life. Yeah. I'm from a really small town in Washington state, a town of 12,000 people. Um, I grew really organically up there. I had a home studio. Um, I was fully booked. I was also working another job. And then I became a flight attendant in 2017 um, for Alaska Airlines and still managed to like keep my business afloat and do that for a few years. And then when the pandemic hit in 2020, I was laid off, decided to move to San Diego and take a leap of faith, Um, opened Salty Beach Tan Bar. And now two years later, I'm no longer a flight attendant. I was able to quit my job um, and I spray tan full time. So it's been a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. What a story. I think there's a lot to unpack there. A lot of uh, challenges. I mean, first off, you know, one thing that I like to recognizes the fact that you know you you literally purchased the gun and then you got started immediately I think that speaks mm-hmm. a lot to uh you know your your willingness to kind of go get it and whereas oh, you yeah. know a lot of people that we speak to are just kind of hanging on maybe it's fear doubt self-doubt whatever it is imposter syndrome I don't know what it is but you know yeah. the people we find that are typically the most successful are the ones that just go for it they learn along the way you're uh-huh. never going to be prepared enough for anything in life, right? So we want to make sure that we can kind of jump into that. So that's great to hear that you were able to to just go with that and, and just trust yourself uh, to, mm-hmm. to get started in the first place, because that's a huge, that's a huge step, right? That is, that is the first step. The first yeah. step is the hardest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would say that <laughs> it was actually just funny because back in those times, so 2013, there weren't really... There wasn't many resources out there. I mean, there were a few. I did as much like researching on Google as I could the entire day, like that I bought the spray tan gun. I'm like, okay, I need to at least know how to use this gun. And then from there, I'll just do whatever. And I posted on Facebook because at the time Facebook was the big thing. And I said, if any friends want to come get a free spray tan tonight, I just got a gun and I can't promise it's going to be good, but I need to practice on you. And I was amazed by how many people were just like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then from there, it just, it pretty much blew up. Right. Did, did, it, uh, did, did it turn out all right? Uh, my first hand was a disaster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just running down her entire body. Um, right. I totally faked it until I made it for probably the first month, honestly. Uh, and then slowly you just start to figure it out. I wasn't yeah. charging. I wasn't charging at that time. I was like, these are free. This is for my practice. Um, yeah. But then eventually. 
it worked out and I started charging. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that that's, uh, you know, it's an important step. But like I said, the first step is the hardest. I think people need to get that belief in themselves to do that. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, you're going to have people that are going to want to, that, that don't mind it. You can test it out and, and learn. But the biggest thing is, you know, you want to just jump into it and do it. There's no other way. Even if you go to a training, you know, as soon as you get back or get home, you got to get started immediately. You're going to forget it. So yep. we don't want people to get caught up. We want them to take that step and, and take that first step. So uh, for you, obviously a huge change. Uh, you started, so you were tanning, but you still became a flight attendant. I'm assuming just to, to keep busy and induce uh, for, yeah. for that. Yeah. When I started spray tanning, I would say that I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure that I wanted it to be like a job for me. If that makes sense. I kind of wanted a hobby. Yeah. Um, I was like, I want something that fulfills me something that I like to do. I want to be able to meet with people and talk with people. Cause I was working full time. I was a legal assistant at the time. Um, and I think that, um, I mean, yeah, that was just kind of, that was kind of where I was at. Yeah. So you just wanted a kind of a hobby to keep you busy. And then it started uh-huh. to turn into, turn into and then more. it just grew. It just mm-hmm. kept growing and growing and growing. Um, and then, yeah, when I became a flight attendant, I think that I was, that was the busiest I'd ever been spray tanning wise when I was up in Washington. Um, but I had always wanted to be a flight attendant. So <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'm going to do both and see how this goes. And it was a struggle trying to maintain a business, but also travel around the country half of the week. Um, but I, I made it work. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like there's a little flexibility there. I'm assuming like you work mm-hmm. a few days on a few days off. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What, so what did you, when you were in Oregon, what did you do? You said it grew organically, but what did you do specifically? Anything specifically to help you grow? Were you, were you the only artist in the area? What, what mm-hmm. helped you grow that quickly? Yeah. So I was very, very consistent on social media at the time, Facebook, um, eventually that turned to Instagram. Um, I was always talking, always showing my face, always putting myself into my brand, however I could. And I feel like that really grabbed people's attention. Um, they trusted me. They wanted to come get a spray tan for me. I was always talking and showing pictures and sharing what I knew. Um, and then also just word of mouth referrals, especially in a small town can take your business from zero clients to 50, um, or more, you know? And so I really, really relied on referrals, word of mouth. I had a referral program. Um, but I would say those two things. And I was also the only spray tan artist in my area, aside from the one tanning salon in our town. So I was lucky in that aspect. I didn't really have any competition it was just me yeah yeah and the word of mouth is great and i think people need to find make sure and i don't know if you did make sure to find ways to incentivize people to talk about it to share it whatever that maybe it's a you Mm -hmm. know where if you send somebody get a free 10 whatever that looks like because the word of mouth is something that really is one of the only things that can kind of grow exponentially right with other things it's kind of more linear but the thing about word of mouth is like one person tells two, two tell four, four tell eight, you know, it keeps 16, you know, 32, it keeps going and like that compounding versus other things are much more direct. So mm-hmm. word of mouth, especially in a small town. And, and even if you're in a big city, there's probably a, you know, kind of like a pocket or group of people that you're gearing your business towards. They're going to share that with their friends. So finding some way to incentivize those people is huge. Did you have to do anything like that? Or was that just organic? 
Yeah, I still have a referral program to this day. I mean, it is, I think it's the most overlooked form of marketing that there is. And it's like the most effective by far. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what I do right now and what I've always done is if you refer a friend in, you'll get $10 off of your next spray tan and so will your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found awesome. that that was best. I started with $5. It didn't really grab as much attention. I bumped it up to 10 and that's when like it really started to take off. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to give away stuff. They don't want to discount their services. But when you're doing it that way, it's basically you're rewarding people for spreading the word. And it's mm-hmm. not like people see it as it cheapens the service per se, because they see what what's going on to on, you know, and why they're getting that. And also, one thing to think about is you've already spent the time and energy or money, whatever, to get that first person in the door. Now mm-hmm. for them to refer somebody you know, you might cut a little bit off your, your profit margin there by discounting the $10 on each side. But again, you're getting into that, you know, again, two, four, you know, two, four, mm-hmm. eight, 16, you're going to spread it quicker that way. So yeah. it's completely worth it. And I, I, I agree that it's overlooked because it's easier to sell people that know you than to try to get some people that never heard of you or, or kind of cold uh, marketing to get those people in the door. Yeah. And whenever I, cause I talked to quite a few people about starting referral programs and I always just say like, if you're confident in your work and you're confident in your ability as a spray tan artist, and you know, you give a good spray tan, there's a really big chance that that person that comes in that you're giving a discount to is going to turn into a full price paying client. Um, yeah. and they're yeah. always going to continue to send you new business. That's just going to grow your client list more and more. So I'd rather give, I would give a free tan if it meant getting a new client because it just, it just grows. Yeah. I've, and I'm usually on the more aggressive side to say, Hey, do something. If people aren't incentivized, give them a free tan. Cause you're getting somebody mm-hmm. else in the door that's paying full price, you know, and then those people, their, the lifetime value of that client, people will just look, they're short-sighted one tan, I lose 10 bucks, but you're not thinking about 50 tans later that they've spent $3,000 with you. Right. So yeah, exactly. you can go into, go into your scheduling app, pull up the client, see how much they've spent with you over the lifetime. You know, yep. you probably, I'll just probably have the same people for two plus years. And as she continues to grow, you know, five years later, she'll look back yeah. they've been with her for seven years and spent $10,000 or something. So no, yeah, yeah, you're right. And referred her, you know, 30 people that have also spent five, 10, 15, you know, all this, you know, it just compounds on each other. So uh, that's a great way to look at it. So you, we're in Oregon and then you got laid off, took a leap of faith and chose wonderful, beautiful, sunny San Diego, California, which yeah. is like probably the ideal place to not only live prop and have a spray tan business. So what, yeah. what went into that process and how was that transition? Because we've had some people on, you know, Stephanie Pierce, I'm thinking of, she's mm-hmm. a military wife. So relocating Hawaii to DC, we've had some other people on that have had to relocate for other reasons it's a challenge. A lot of people are, it's more common now. I feel like I've heard of it Mm -hmm. more. So Mm -hmm. what was that process like and how did you handle that? Yeah. So when I was laid off, I felt like I was laid off for a minimum of a year. They didn't tell me exactly how long it would be. And I just felt like I don't want to go get another job. Honestly, I was really fed up um, with having to rely on someone else to make money. Um, So I was like, you know what? I my town's really, the town I'm from is really small, 12,000 people. I mean, I feel like I had really maxed it out. The clients that I had, it wasn't going to grow any bigger than that. I did have people driving from like Seattle, um, for spray tans, but I just felt like I needed something more. I had been doing it for so long. And then my dad lives here in San Diego and I love it here. Who doesn't? 
So I was like, you know what? I am just, I'm going to move. Um, and then I actually saw that someone was selling their client list, uh, for a spray tan business Mm. on, on, um, Facebook. And it kind of just spoke out to me. And I was like, this could be, this might be a sign. Like I just might need that push. And so I ended up buying that client list, moving to San Diego, moving in with my dad, because we, this was all in the matter of like a month. I was like, I'll get an apartment. I'll get everything else later. Um, Mm -hmm. So me and my boyfriend moved down. I opened the business like a month after everything, after even seeing it on Facebook, um, the client list for sale and all that we ended up moving. And then I started like immediately, like two days after I got down here and it was like right in the middle of the pandemic. And I, I just did it. I just took clients anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As most people did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a, that's a great opportunity for you. I've I've had some people I know that reached out that are relocating or maybe just getting out of the business and considering Mm -hmm. what to do. But it's a great opportunity for people to, to sell the client list or sell the business, whatever that looks like, especially mm-hmm. the client list, but just because it gives somebody the opportunity to, to leverage that. And it sounds like that was really the springboard that you needed to, to do all that. I would say that it, it was more my push to move here. Um, I didn't actually get really, I think I got maybe three clients from that entire client list. So yeah, um, I, it was a struggle moving down here was a big struggle. It was a big hit of reality going from having a lot of loyal clients and being busy every day to essentially having to really start over and put it all in my own hands and say like, okay, this is my time to work the hardest that I've ever worked in my life. Um, so yeah, the client list, I could have totally moved here and done it without it. I just feel like it was more my, like, it was more my sign than anything to leave. Yeah. Yeah. To to go to San Diego. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So once you got there, start basically starting from scratch, let's say, since Mm -hmm. you got a a handful of clients from that, what did you, what did you do immediately to get people in the door, especially during that time? Yeah. So I, right when I ended up knowing that I was going to move to San Diego, I, got on, I made an Instagram and I just started following a bunch of people down here. And I was just like messaging people. I was showing my face. I was posting all of my tan pictures, making myself honestly seem bigger than I was. Um, like I'm moving here from Washington state. I'm a flight attendant. Um, I've been spray tanning for at the time, seven years. Um, always showing up on my stories, just talking. And I feel like I started to really gain a good like loyal following and people starting to know who I was before I even got to San Diego um so then when I opened I was pulling but I was fully booked my first week um just with people that I had reached out to saying that I was moving to San Diego um yeah so I was fully booked my first week met a lot of awesome people started a referral program my very first day um and it really just it just took off from there Wow. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great way to leverage, you know, something that's uh, a free marketing tool, obviously it takes time, the investment in that, but you're leveraging, you know, the, the platform Instagram in this case to make, to make the most of it. And that's, that's one avenue to, to get people in the door, especially when you're new, especially when you're moving, you know, I get that question a lot if they're moving, should they set up mm-hmm. this or set up that? And I think doing that beforehand is smarter than waiting. You know, I had somebody yeah. that I was talking to the other day that wanted to 
launched their website, but they were about to move in like two months. I'm like, just go ahead and, you know, we'll optimize it for that area because you're going to be there. It's going to take time to pick up steam. If somebody mm-hmm. happens to reach out and you're not there yet, just refer them to somebody else until you're there, but mm-hmm. at least, at least start gaining that traction, which is what you did too. Yeah. I'm not really a big overthinker. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. when I have an idea, I just do it. Um, yeah. I don't want to sit and dwell on something or think, well, what if I, what if this happens or what if this happens? Like, I will just do it. I knew that I was moving here. I knew that I wasn't going to let what I was starting down here fail. Um, I had to do everything that I could to make it work out. And so that was like, it was a full-time job. I think I was probably messaging like a hundred people a day um, and just like sitting on my phone constantly making content and, but it worked, you know, it paid off and it got me to where I am right now. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it takes, you know, that one thing we like to point out is that it takes, I mean, one of the points of the podcast is to kind of put in perspective the amount of work that it takes to create a successful business. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy, right? There's no easy button. There's no easy ticket to that. Uh, oh, there's no, no way. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard work, uh, but it's effort. And it's obviously it's been worth it for Audrey. So um, during these, uh, you know, these years of owning your own business and all that you've been through the relocation, uh, you know, the, the shutdown and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's been some challenges and some good times. So I like to talk about the kind of entrepreneurial roller coaster of, of the lows and the highs. So let's yeah. start on the low side. Like what was the most challenging moment so far in your business or businesses? Yeah, I would say the moving to San Diego was really difficult. Um, in the beginning, I mean, it was the middle of the pandemic. I was I was somewhat busy, but there was a time like after that first couple of weeks where I wasn't busy, I was doing like maybe two tans a day. And that was very not normal for me or what I was used to. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was tough. I mean, people didn't want to leave their house. A lot of things were shut down and that was hard. I went from, I think that it really made me more humble. I think that when I moved here, I was thinking in my mind, why wouldn't someone want to book with me? (laughs) You know, like I just had, I don't know. I think I had gotten like too confident in where I was at with my like previous business. And then I moved here and got hit with reality. And I was like, you're starting over. Um, And so that was tough for me. But I think that it was like a really good thing. Actually, I'm happy that I didn't come here and have everything just work out as I had wished because it made me stronger. Um, and then another thing was just like, when I became a flight attendant, it was really hard managing like spray tanning and the other business I was on call. Um, so I would have tans booked and then I would get a call from work basically saying, you have to be to the airport in two hours, you're going to New York. And so I'd have to cancel a bunch of tans. Um, luckily it was like a lot of clients that knew me and they knew the situation. So it was never really a problem, but it was it was hard on me, um, trying to manage the two jobs. So I think that those are probably, they've probably been my biggest struggles throughout the journey. Yeah. Those are challenges. And a lot of people can relate to, you know, having it as a side hustle and maybe they're, Maybe their work, maybe their work hours are a little bit more regular, obviously flight attendant all over the place. If you're mm-hmm. in some type of nursing or medical, maybe there's some other yeah. jobs that are probably a little bit more sporadic, but, uh, you know, as, as long as, you know, something to take from that is as long as, you're transparent, you know, Hey, this is a side thing for me. I'm going to dedicate as much time as I can. However, if something happens and these people become your friends, so they understand that and support you anyway, but it's good to, 
to be upfront with that, people will respect that, you know, if you, even if it's a side hustle. And if they want somebody that's, you know, not more reliable, but that has more time and has a, that's all they do, right? Then they can yeah. obviously find somebody else for that. So that's yeah. something to keep in mind. Um, mm-hmm. And on the flip flip side of that, what's been the best moment so far? I would say right now I'm in like the best, what I dreamed of for like so long when I started this, when I started spray tanning, I didn't really know what I wanted. I was kind of just rolling with every, like rolling with it. Um, and then now I am like averaging about 150 to 200 tans a month, which it's just me, um, working there. So I'm busy. Um, I'm the busiest I've ever been. I was able to quit my job as a flight attendant that I honestly didn't love, especially, near the end. Um, so I think right now, and then I have like my three room, like, um, studio space and really loyal clients. Like it's just going so good and I can't, it's just, it's only going to get better. So I don't know. I feel definitely the best I've ever felt in my business. Yeah. That's awesome. So all the hard work pays off. Like you said, that time of moving there, being humbled, Mm -hmm. I think really sets you kind of reset everything and puts everything into perspective and really you know you you'll remember that forever that feeling of that so that'll help always push you to probably strive a little bit work a little bit harder and things like that so when are you going to get to the point where you're going to have to bring somebody else in do you have any idea um I don't (laughs) I don't know yet um I I do have so I have my stepmom she Mm. I trained her how to spray tan if I'm ever like sick or out of town or whatever it might be, she's totally willing to jump in. So I do have her if I have something going on. Um, but as for hiring, I don't know when I'm going to be in that, right? I don't know. I've thought about it, but I'm not quite there yet. I think I need to let go a little bit of my control. Um, I'd say that's one of my struggles. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. It's hard. It's hard to let go of your baby and and let somebody Mm -hmm. else take it. So I get it. Yeah. That is a challenge. So, yeah, I mean, you you know, hiring, we, we talk about this in employees and 1099 or W2, all these kind of things. There's, there's lots of things to consider there. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. some people are looking for ways to bring other people in. Maybe they're looking for alternative services like teeth whitening, something else to help stabilize maybe the slower times in their business. So there's all these other things to consider, especially when you have a physical location and that monthly payment, obviously the overhead's there every month, regardless. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard because I'm, I'm so obsessed with my business. Like I probably work too much. Um, I'm just always, always doing something, but I love it. And it just, it keeps me occupied. It's like, it's what I'm most passionate about. So I couldn't even imagine like having less work. That sounds <laughs> yeah. like when I think about it, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's become my identity, honestly. Yeah. Which is a good thing. I mean, you obviously have invested the time and resources into it and it's paid off. So that, that makes sense. And you should, you should hopefully be, everybody loves what they do. So mm-hmm. if not, if not, maybe you're starting a side hustle, like a spray tan business to get out of what you don't love and into something you do. I um, mean, yep. like Audrey said, she didn't want somebody to be able to control what she did anymore. So that's a huge uh, driving factor for people. Yeah. Definitely definitely what so outside of the referral program any other marketing mm-hmm. tips that you would give I, I, so you've mentioned instagram and referral program anything else you do that's worked well for you i personally have only marketed on instagram mm. and through referrals wow. um all i've done i've never put a dime into marketing everything i've done has been free um and i'm sure that there's other there's other things i could do oh i'm also on google 
Yeah. That's a big one lately. Um, especially I was never on Google until I moved to San Diego. Um, and yeah, I think Google is a great one, but honestly, Instagram is really, really good for growing your business. If you, but there's, there's ways to do it. There's a lot of strategy behind Instagram that I don't think people realize. Um, I realize that the more often I am in, like putting myself and my brand, showing my face, posting pictures, sharing my story. I share my story all the time. Like I swear my clients come in and people that I've never met and they're like, oh, I know this about you. You used to be a flight attendant. You know, they just know things about me and it really creates like a deeper connection with people. Sure. Um, and so I think just like showing up, showing my face and having a referral program is like my number one marketing tip. Yeah. And yeah. Like you said, they're, they're free ways. And obviously you're talking about Google, probably Google my business, which is also free yeah. if you're not uh -huh. on there. Yeah. If you're not on there, just go to Google and type in Google my business and sign up literally right now, pause this and go do that yeah. and come back. Cause yeah. it's, it's that important. Um, obviously mm -hmm. getting reviews on there is important as well. So the, yeah. you know, the biggest thing, like you were saying with Instagram and, and showing yourself is that people want to do business with people. So they're, they're relating to you. They're, they like your story. They like you over mm -hmm. some, over some, you know, faceless business that might be a little bit more uh, generic or, or right. whatever. So having that as a, and as an advantage is, is a good thing. So people need yeah. to leverage that for them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So when you started, obviously you said there wasn't much uh, training out there, anything. Have you done any training <laughs> since then or, no. or at all? No, never did a no, training. I mean, there, there were no Facebook groups at the time. Yeah. Um, not that I can think of anyway. Um, there were some YouTube videos. I think that Sholi might have had something that I watched or took. They had a free like, video on YouTube, yeah. Okay, I had to have watched that. Anyway, I just would go on like, so at the time I was using Sholi. That was like my go-to solution. And they yeah. had a lot of resources on their website. Um, just like a lot of different information about DHA and everything. I feel like everything that I learned was free information. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as for my technique, I basically like did my first spray tan, figured out what I did wrong, asked every single client, like, how's your tan? How's your tan? Um, and then from there, you kind of learn like what you need to tweak, if anything, like if their hands aren't quite right, you know, for the next hand, you need to do something different. So it was a lot of trial and error. Now, I, I mean, I probably started feeling really confident in my like, ability, maybe like six months to a year in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was no training at the time that yeah. I can think of that I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely definitely had that. We had that free YouTube videos about eight or nine minutes of the training or how to do the, the process, right? It was out there for sure. Yeah, so. I had to have watched that. I know that I found some things on YouTube and it it just yeah. stuck. I was like, I'm just going to try this out and see how it works. And it worked. So yeah, definitely. I wonder if we talked back when I was at Sholi. We could have. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we could have. Definitely, definitely. Do you mind sharing what products you're currently using? I love so many different solutions okay. for so many different reasons. I um, So right now I'm a brand ambassador for MindTan. Okay. Um, I really like their products. I love Jolie still. They are like my, I, they've just always been the most consistent for me. I feel like every tan, I just know what it's going to look like and how it's yep. going to turn out. Um, I use a little bit of unfiltered. I use a little bit of obsidian. I'd say those are like my go-tos. And I'm also in the process of creating my own solution right now, um, awesome. working with a manufacturer in a lab. So 
yeah i'm excited for that um but yeah there's so many good solutions out there and it just it's all preference yeah yeah it is and you know one of the i think to me one of the worst questions people ask in the facebook groups you see it all the time is what's the mm-hmm. best product right because it, it <laughs> there's so many factors like somebody can have the best product and then you know the weather's different here it's a little bit more humid yeah. you need something that's less tacky so right my, my exactly. biggest yeah, biggest advice is just try a bunch out and see which one works for you because they're also different. Your spray pattern's different. Your the mm-hmm. way you hold your gun is different. How far you stand from the client is different. So, you know, find what works. There's tons. Of, you know, any product that's out there is, is good enough to be on the market. So they're all there's all yep. good products. Exactly. Definitely. And what type of uh, equipment do you use? So right now I use the Maximist Evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually been using that for as like for as long as I can remember, probably the past five years or so. Um, and I love it. It's just easy. It, I can do a spray tan pretty quick. It covers a big area in a quick amount of time. Um, yeah, I love that gun. Yeah. Is that, uh, do you use the plastic gun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people prefer the stainless steel, but I always tell people to consider the, the weight difference is a couple of pounds and that adds up over time on your shoulder and your joints and your elbow and all that. So, yeah, I've never used a metal gun. Um, yeah. I actually have a bad wrist. And so okay. I've just never even thought to get a metal gun, but the plastic, I mean, it works. It yeah. works perfectly. Yeah. So. You'll learn your pattern on whatever it is. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have, I've had people on that use the, the, um, I don't even remember what they're called. They're from Harbor, Harbor freight tools, whatever, like a, literally a paint gun. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> One of those. So it doesn't matter what you use, right? It, it works. It works. Right. So. Yeah. Awesome, Audrey. Well, it's been a pleasure uh, learning about you and your story, Audrey, so far. I'd, I'd love to, uh, if anybody has questions for you, what's the best way to reach out? Yeah, so my Instagram is Salty Beach Tan Bar. And we'll link uh, that below, yeah. Yeah, you can link that. And then I also have a spray tan community. There's almost a thousand spray tan artists from around the country in there um, called Glow Gang. Yeah, we'll link uh, that as well. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. where we all kind of talk, ask questions. We do Zoom calls um, just and talk about different topics in the industry. So that's fun. But those are two two ways you can reach out. Awesome. Well, Audrey, if uh, well, it's been a pleasure first and second. I look forward to seeing your product come out, how far your business can go in the next couple of years. Obviously you got a huge opportunity in San Diego. What a, what a Mm -hmm. great place to be and have a business. Um, But the last question I like to ask is if you could write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out back in 2013, what would you say? Oh my gosh. I knew you were going to ask this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I was like thinking I would honestly, I would just say like you have I would tell myself that you have no idea what you're capable of or like no idea what you're about, like what you're about to do. Mm. Um, and I've learned a lot, like I've learned so much about myself in just like the past nine, nine years, um, that I never would have thought would have been possible or that I could do. So yeah, I would definitely give myself a little motivational letter. Like you got this. Right. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you know, everybody, I think people often think, of themselves is different as far as, you know, Audrey can do this, but I'm not able to, or, you know, mm-hmm. it's different, different situation, different town, different, this, different, that, but everybody mm-hmm. has, and Audrey and I were talking about this before we recorded, everybody has their own story, their own path, their own life, like so many different things. But like you said, and I can relate to that, you know, going into business for yourself, there's so much you learn about yourself and your capabilities mm-hmm. and, you know, to if I'd have told myself in 2016 when I started this podcast that over 100 episodes later, over 100,000 listens later, we'd still be here. I, I don't right. know if I would have been able to believe that, but just getting <laughs> started 
and taking that first step was necessary and the awkwardness and <laughs> recording and figuring it all out. Right. It's, right. It's, a, it's a different thing, but it's the same, right? You got to take yeah. that step. And here we are. I hope, you know, maybe six more years later, we'll be here on episode 300 or, you know, two right. 300,000 listens, but um, yeah. you got to believe in yourself. You got to take the step. I, I love what you said, Audrey, you went through, you know, all the ups and downs, relocating all the challenges there, you laid out the path of what you did, you know, leveraging Instagram, Google, uh, all that the referral program is mm-hmm. great. Yeah, you know, great advice for people take advantage of that everybody if you're not doing yeah. that, that make sure you set something up today, uh, and get yeah. started with it, even if you don't know what you're doing, even if it's not perfect, just do it, it'll work out. Right, you just have to get creative, always try to think outside of the box. Yeah, so. and believe in yourself. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, Absolutely mm-hmm. Audrey. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been a true pleasure to get to learn more about you and your story. Uh, I look forward to keeping in touch with you, uh, definitely. And I hope that you have a wonderful weekend and happy tanning. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.